You're listening to Everybody Eats, where we sit down with the best and brightest hustlers, entrepreneurs, go-getters, and professionals. Join us as we create the ultimate network and change the business narrative from the ground up. All right, let's do it. Yo, 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 what's good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Everybody Eats Show. We got a real good episode for you guys. So on today's episode, we have Kendricks. So for actually, this is actually our second time recording, and we recorded one a couple months back um, due to some technical issues. We actually didn't post out the episode, so we are like, yo, we got to get them back. So this is part two, right? This is the first time for you guys, but uh, Kendricks, him and I, um, I like to say how we how we met our guests. So we met on Instagram sometime in 2020. At this point, I don't even know how long. Probably sometime spring or sometime of 2020. Um, yeah. Just sometime on the on on the timeline. I don't even remember how it, it first interacted. Maybe I saw some of your content. Maybe that's probably. I think I probably saw some of your content and then reached out. Um, but like I always say, most of our guests we meet, we meet, uh, through DMS, right. We meet through networking on online. So that's real stuff. So that's right. how, that's how we met, um, been following each other, staying in contact since. And it was like, yo, time to get you back on the podcast. All right. So thank you. Thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Thanks so for coming twice. Yo. <laughs> hey, yeah. Okay. Thanks for coming twice. Yeah. <laughs> so on that note, before we begin, make sure that you are plugged in wherever we are right so first off make sure you are subscribed to our youtube channel everybody eats show on youtube make sure you like and you subscribe to our latest videos make sure you turn on those notifications so you know whenever we drop a new episode or a new current events episode uh we finally got that name down midnight breakfast right for our current event series so make sure that you're tuning in to our current event episodes to our regular episodes make sure you're following us on social media on instagram everybody eats dot pod on instagram that's where we post all our snippets clips all that good stuff Twitter, EBE pod. And of course, you can listen to us anywhere you find, listen, or stream your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, we are on there. Everybody eats show. Make sure that you're plugged in. Make sure that you share because everybody eats. Don't be selfish. All right. So you got that intro out the way. It's time for the actual episode. So Mr. Kyle Maxwell, aka Kendricks, if you can do us a favor, introduce yourself, where you from, what do you do, and then we'll get our conversation part two rolling. Well, I'm a uh, 23-year-old entrepreneur, uh, CEO of Harder Music Entertainment. That's a uh, record label on the Eastern Shore, originated in 2017 with uh, me, a few of my friends, um, people that are close to me. Ever since 2017, I've been working with local artists, artists not so near me and around the country, almost, helping them uh, develop their brands, um, organizing their careers, and trying to, uh, in any way, shape, or form, build relationships within the music industry and help craft their careers, basically, to make something happen, you know? independent record labels they don't have they're not hugely funded they're not um they don't really have the 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 pull that major record labels have or you know like Def Jam and Interscope and Atlanta like stuff like that definitely not there yet 
So we're really scrappy and really all a team. And we're not really putting out much music now. I'm not even really working with a lot of artists really typically now. Um, starting at the end of like last year, I've really been focused on um, Vivo Media Group. That's the social media agency that I started a couple, two years ago. Yeah, on, in the summer of 2019. That's uh, the social media agency, the marketing agency. I've been working with um, clients pretty much around the country, helping them helping small businesses craft their brands, uh, produce content on social media. I just started consulting this year. I really did a switch this year because uh, all of 2020, I've been doing like like, like, like $300 websites and like $250. Like, and I just said like, fuck that. Like I'm, I'm really like, I'm head focused trying to get up to the, trying to get bigger clients. I really did a, a really a big rebrand of Evo Media. I didn't want to be like a, like a, so like something cheap and I don't know, this is me. So I'm trying to ele 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 elevate that business. And it's, um, it's really difficult, it's, it's challenging. Um, like it's it, like going from small business to working and trying to incorporate yourself in the bigger corporations like Tyson, or like 7-Eleven or things like that. It's, it's really challenging. And it's, uh, you really have to know your shit. And it's, it's, and it's really, uh, you, have to, you have to be kind of like a, a, a crazy person almost to even believe that you have the validation to speak to people that you know make way more, more money than you, people that have accomplished a lot more than you. So entrepreneurship really, that's really about just being insane. <laughs> to be honest, that's the best you can put it. Like you have to be insane. Would you say that that's that's what makes you pull up a, a table? Uh, I mean, a chair to the table with these uh, people you say are bigger than you and stuff. Yeah, like you have to have that that element towards you. You have to feel as if you belong there. Because if you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of things about. I'm sure you two have heard of um imposter syndrome. Yeah. I hate that phrase. It's so it's so cancerous. It's like it's one of those words when the more you continue to say it, it's like Beetlejuice, right? It's like, if you just continue to say it, like this bad shit happens. Like just stop saying imposter syndrome. Like that's a, like, let's assume, let's assume that that exists. You should have imposter syndrome because that is the, it's a balance. You should have the insanity to even think that you deserve to be at the table. And you should have the imposter syndrome, which I call humility that's yeah. really much, that's pretty much what it is and you should have the humility to say to to think to yourself okay big shot like calm your ass down like you're not there yet there's a balance between the two i, I don't think we should be calling it imposter syndrome that's called that that's a it's humility to understand that you've made it this far but don't think that you can't go back to the bottom like that's what really that is so yeah that's pretty much about me I'd like to start with, I love your take on uh, imposter syndrome. Um, humility is probably Thank the best you. word to give it. So, Yeah. And oh, today, like, we, we, like, maybe we can get into that. I, I won't, I won't start the podcast off that negative. <laughs> <laughs> nah, because um, that just got me thinking, like, you know, I guess the whole, like, fake it to you. Like, when I think of imposter syndrome, I, th I think of the whole, like, fake it to you make it, um, you know, yeah. uh, mentality. Um, yeah. Which I think, I, I think maybe like your perspective, I guess be like people's perspective on it. Like, 
I never really liked the idea of fake it till you make it, but I guess I kind of understand what people mean by it. Um, but I kind of like the idea rather of not necessarily faking it till you make it. I, I don't know. Like, I don't, I guess I like the idea of like, I guess you say like humility, like maybe I don't know um, everything right now or many, knowing that you don't know everything right now or also having the mentality of like, yo, if, you know, in, in your instance, like, yeah, you started off doing, you know, small business websites. Uh, that doesn't mean like if, if you're nice with it, that doesn't mean that you don't deserve to be at the table with the big boys. You know what I'm saying? So um, yeah. I don't know. For, for, for me, that fake it till you make it mentality, don't I don't like the negative perspective of it. I like it rather, like you said, <clears throat> melody or I'll get to that table. Or I'll be at the table someday. Yeah, the whole thing with fake it till you make it is maybe I just look at it differently. I don't look at imposter syndrome as being an imposter or, or you not belonging there. I look at that as humility. And when people say fake it till you make it, I don't look at it as being fake. I look at that as courage. I look at that as being believing in yourself. You know, like if, if, if you want to do something in life worth admiring, I mean, like everyone's not amazing. Everyone's not like brilliant. Everyone's not, everyone just can't spew out knowledge. Everyone might think they can, but I mean, like 1% of the world is incredibly brilliant in some type of thing. So the whole idea of like faking it till you make it is like, you have to have, if you want to be a part of that 1% of the people, the highly competent people that succeed in the world, you have to put your, how, how else are you going to get in that group without courage or without courageousness how else are you going to get there if you just look at what you're not and say well i'm not that so maybe i'll just i don't know go clock in at walgreens or something like how are you ever going to get in those rooms how are you ever going to get in those circles so it's not faking it until you make it it's you need courage it's, it's that step of elevation and and people faking it until you make it like you're not just fake you're like that doesn't even exist like you're just fake like people, you can, there's two ways to go about it. You can have the humility and, and, and like, and, and really understand that what you're doing is you're going from one, you're going from one spot to the next spot. You don't, you don't, you're not entitled to be in that group. You know, like they don't, just because you get to that group, it doesn't mean they have to like bow down to you. Like you have to earn it. Yeah. And when people and that's so that's one way of going about it, doing it the right way. Doing it the wrong way is assuming that there's some type of underlying reason why you're not in that group, or they're just hating on you, or <clears throat> they're trying to exclude you. And that might be the, the actual case. And that is a lot sometimes. Like I'm pretty sure you one of you guys experienced you wanted to get, I know you remember you, I remember you telling me that you're a part of like some alumni group in college or something i can't NABA? is that right national association yeah NABA. yeah <clears throat> so i'm pretty sure that you know considering like considering that type of thing it's like i'm pretty sure you ran across a group of people or, or someone that acted like they didn't want to give you an opportunity so there's two ways to go about that you can look at yourself you can do some self-assessment and be like okay what do i need to do to get better or why did i get rejected by that person or what was that person's motive? Or you can do the 2021 version and you know just go on social media and, and claim 
to be a victim and then go out in the street and put some words on a sign and then <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's two ways to go about doing it. And the second way fucking sucks. And and the thing is when you take the accountability and when you put it on yourself, not only do you understand what happened, but you know what to do. You know what you know what problems to fix when you self when you self-assess yourself. The problem with going out in the street and assuming that all the answers to your problems are out in the ether somewhere, you don't know what to do. You're you're like it makes no sense. Like when people are out there begging, they're out there begging, they're being subordinate to something else. When you're being when you're subordinate, when you're begging, it's implicit in that that you are below what you're asking. You're saying, please, can I please have some rights? Can I please get hired? Oh, can you please accept me? It's so pathetic. Like, how can you ever be respected if you're not even willing to change something about yourself? It's insane, man. Like, when something happens and you're not accepted or you get rejected, you have two things. It's either fuck me, fuck this old me and I got to change, or it's fuck them and get nothing. And the second way sucks. Uh, it's something I think we had a quote. <laughs> I don't know if it was with Jason, but pretty much it might be the change you want to. Nah, it was, uh, I, I am no longer accepting the things I cannot change. I am changing the things I cannot accept. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, that's great. Who said that? Uh, Angela Bassett. Angela, I have no idea who that is. Crazy. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who, is, who is that? Just so I'm informed. Uh, Angela Bassett? She's an actor, actress. That, no. Oh, uh, yeah. That, yes. Oh, so. No, that's Angela Davis. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Angela. So, I met Angela Angela um Davis. It was Angela it was Davis. Um, 100% in, yeah, I was like, "No, nah, oh man, that's crazy." So the, the quote was Angela Davis. Angela activist. Davis, my bad, my bad. Uh, the activist. Oh, bad. That's the oh, uh, that's the the that's the communist Angela. activist woman. Something like that. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> I mean, no, no. If you, if you Google her, yeah. they will, you know, they. No, that lady. Yeah, that lady. Was a, she's, a, she's a Marxist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right there with her name. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I know all about her. I, I don't the first the first woman you said. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> <laughs> my bad, my bad. But word. Um, on that note, though, right? So, uh, you know, we just finished talking about kind of like what that quote is to change the things you can't accept right um i know when you when you talk about your uh music label one reason you said that you wanted to start your music label was to get away from the big music label taking advantage of artists right yeah. like typical the typical scenario where the artist signs maybe they get um they'll probably they'll get signed they'll probably get they get fronted couple million dollars yeah. artists thinks that they're rich little do they know that that's literally just a loan they have to go pay him back and you hear time you hear it all the time of artists getting yeah. over by their record label so i know you said one of the reasons you started and wanted to go the independent route was to change that make it more uh, more of a community care more about the artists make it more of right a team. so right and I, I want to hear so before you start i, I want to hear what, what was that what was the, the reasoning behind it and then I guess the, the, journey. The, the, the journey and the yeah. story behind it. Right. So that is true. Somewhat true that <clears throat> I don't know how to word this. I don't like saying, I don't like using the talking points of the masses because that's how, that's how our brains stop growing. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't want, I don't want to say 
record label is screwing artists because mm-hmm. that's what everyone's saying. And and I'm not denying that that possibly takes place, but there's two sides to every quarter. That's not true. Like these record labels are not like who the famous network. Like um, let me see, VH1 isn't like have a bulldozer and they just storm into your house and they're forcing you to sign like a 10 year contract. Like that's not how it works. It's a mutual agreement. So both parties are except both parties and this and and another reason why I don't want to belittle it down to record label screwing artists is because it's kind of like the first thing we talked about. You have two ways of looking at it. You can say, oh, these record labels are they suck and all they want to do is you know take my money. Or you can say, okay, I learned from this experience and I, I I'm gonna take actions to make it better. And if we agree that record labels screw artists, if we can all agree on that. That that begs the question. Okay, so if record labels are big, bad, evil capitalists, okay, so why are artists continuing to sign record labels? Why? I mean, why are they continuing to sign record deals? Why are they still? Why is that still put on the the highest pedestal? I, I just got signed. Like, why are artists still doing that? If it was true that record labels were terrible and no one should do them, nobody would be still getting signed. So the fact that people are still getting signed. And artists are still looking for deals, publishing, rather distribution, rather whatever it is. That shows that it's not all murky as people are may make it sound. And I know it's I know it's I guess it's a politically correct thing to say, oh, you know, fuck the label and whatever, yada yada yada. But this is a business at the end of the day. And when you belittle it down to record labels screwing artists, that takes away the responsibility for artists to ever not get screwed because it makes it sound like getting screwed is inevitable. You're just going to get screwed. Like you just walk in a, and they just stamp you with a screwed, you know, stamp on your forehead. Like it's not just like that. Yeah, so yeah. There's, there's certain things that artists have to understand. And what I wanted to do with Heart of Music Entertainment is give the artists that information to not get screwed. So, when, so the way you proposed it, I like in my head, I was like, oh, he's making a song. I'm running like some, some like altruistic nonprofit organization. Like, well, that's not it. That's not it. Yeah, that's, that's, Doing that's, the same thing, making sure you read the fine yeah. print. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because that's important. That's more important than standing outside of Capitol Records with a placard like in crying. That's more important, giving yeah. them the tools so they don't need, you know, labels. Because I don't even look at us as like a label. We're, we're kind of like a, we're a team. Yeah. Man, that's how I like it. We're a team, and I own it. But we're we are a team. We're all leaders. And the thing the thing with this is, I'm I'm trying to give these people, and we and I'm not I'm not just going on the street, you know, just signing random acts like the person on the side of the street, like well, with some nickels and sticks or something. It's not like that. I'm looking for specific talent. I'm looking for deep and like I have to have a relationship. Isn't like like there's like a million genders now, right? Like, isn't it like one of those like you only have sex with people that you have a relationship with? Which one? Which one is that? It's like <laughs> it's like one of those. It's like it's one of, like a monogamous. No, like one person. It's not that. It's like, there's there's one there's one sexuality where you only have sex with people that you have a tight relationship with. Whatever that is, you know that's what we are, and I and it's really it's like QC. I don't know. You guys probably know QC, right? Quality control. Yeah, like the Migos and the Cardi yeah. and all them. Like yeah. we're kind of like I like I look up to them so much. Pierre Thomas, the CEO. I, I look at them so much because 
they, they, they move as a unit. Like, obviously, P and Coach K are, are in charge, but they move as a unit. Like, you, like no one's fucking with QC. They're the best label doing it right now. Like, that's just like, hey, I don't give a fuck about the numbers. QC is just doing it. And probably they're doing it in numbers as well. I mean, that, that label is just fucking insane. How they totally, like, they, they own Atlanta, Georgia. Like, they fucking own that. Like, that's insane. And I know Def Jam kind of has the New Yorks in that area. I know Capitol Records and Interscope, they kind of have LA down, but I don't know. It's just something about QC, man. I don't know. Just the way that they take artists in and they just mold them and they do it all from scratch. They don't care. Like they just signed Metro Mars. He was um he was an artist on since the 80s. Since the 80s is a little small label in, I believe it's I have no idea where since the 80s is. But they just signed like a random act. Like he wasn't popping. He didn't have no number one hit. Like he didn't have no fucking charting record. Like yet. they signed, they like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, like, they they do it the old way. Like they, they invest their time, they invest their money, they invest their knowledge, they invest themselves into the artist. And that is one of the core things that I'm trying to duplicate with part of music entertainment and not just go for not just go not just pick from the top of the the tree because that's how you end up with you know not the shit on Lil Nas he had one of the biggest songs ever in the history of the world but that's how you end up with Lil Nas X's that's how you end up with Lil Zans that's how you end up with um I can go on like Lil Punks that's how you end up with but the one who wonders are the trendy people, the people who just like sign on and make a couple of good hits. And they live awesome. You know, you don't you listen to A Boogie. They don't have that longevity, you know? Yeah, you guys listen to A Boogie? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so Hybrid's a label. They signed a, a, a woman like last year. Like, where is she? You didn't even know that. Yeah, Hybrid's a label. They signed her, Don Q. Uh, what's the other guy's name? I think is a QP. They signed this 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 girl because she had like a hot song at the time. Where is she? It's stupid. Labels are about. It's not about just picking like, and that's the thing. When when if you're an artist, if you're an independent artist, and you have a number one song, independent, like, you need a fucking label. What the hell are you want to a label for? You have a number one song. Like I don't like you don't need to sign anything. If you have a number one song out in the country right now, which is highly rare, I'm not trying to make this sound like that's something that anyone, anybody can do. If you have a number one song for it's trending, if you're on TikTok, you can do that shit 100% by yourself. Yeah. You don't need to sign a record deal. That's the thing. There's different types of deals. So don't I, go for I don't, the, I don't mean I guess, I, guess we can, I guess we can get into that. Oh, yeah, yeah. no, Because you mentioned TikTok. I kind of want to get into that in the second segment. So I want to know if... Uh, yeah. Anybody had anything to add real quick before we wrap up, do a quote of the day, and then keep getting into it for our third and final segment. So, Bensky. All right. So for our quote of the day, Edom is going to say that quote for us, and then we'll try and guess who said it, and then we'll give our take on it. So what we got. All right. So um, I'm not, this is probably my fourth time saying this, but you guys aren't going to guess um, where the quote's from. Uh, from but It's from an anime. Or a TV show. <laughs> I watch those too. Um, but uh, the quote is, uh, "The unknown world is much larger than is much larger than the known world." 
So the unknown world is much larger than the known world. I don't, I don't know if he said it. No, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> nah, but um, nah, I like that though. I like that though. Cause I think the other day, the other day, I'm pretty sure we were talking about it. We were talking about, I think we were talking about like the ocean. I think we got like the beach or whatever. And we were talking about the ocean. We were talking about like, yo, it's crazy. Literally about like, yo, the ocean is so big, so vast. We don't know what's at the bottom of the ocean. And we were just chopping it up saying how literally there's so much about it. One, it takes up, 75 percent of the world and there's so much about the ocean that we have no clue about right and then that's that i think that's when you, you were talking about yeah like the unknown world is much larger than the known world um yeah. but i think even applying today the first thing when you said it right now the first thing that came up to my head was nfts crypto space right and how that's been popping off and how it's new right it's been around for a couple of years now but it's still fairly new uh in its life cycle you can say and there's just so much to it and there's so much being learned so much coming out you know nfts we recently started covering that we did our current events episode about it i'm still learning a bunch today i was listening to eyl podcast on uh nfts and bitcoin and ethereum and just so much i know personally that i have no clue about and even as the industry and as it continues to grow, digital digital assets, digital currency, there's so much to learn. There's so much to know about it and so much not known about it to the common people, just like regular folks. Like a lot of people have no clue how Bitcoin, crypto and all that stuff works. So that was the first thing that kind of came to my head about the unknown world, speaking of the unknown world. But I think I think that's amazing though. Like that, that always leaves room for improvement. That always leaves room for creativity. That always le- leaves room for ingenuity, innovation. You don't want to know anything. There's no benefit and there's no excitement in knowing everything. You know what I mean? We're not God. We're, we're simple humans. And that's how, that's how we grow and that's how we learn. Um, that's how we move on by staying curious and trying to learn about things that we don't know. So that's the first thing that kind of yeah. came to my head more about that digital space. And I know you made you made a video the other day um, about NFTs and stuff too. So yeah, they're going crazy. Mm-hmm. It's funny because I actually had a I was on Clubhouse. <clears throat> um, was it last? Yeah, last night. Last night. Yeah, we talked about we talked about omnipresence pretty much for like four hours, like being God and knowing everything. We talked about that for like four hours. So that was interesting that you just said that. And um, yeah, there's way more things that we don't know that we know. And like you said, we're not meant to know everything. We never will. And that's why we continue to seek knowledge. That's why we continue to seek. That's why we continue to ask questions. That's why we're having interviews. That's why we talk to each other. And um, it's so sad for people that that can't um, appreciate that part of life. You know, they just have to, they have to know the answer and they have to, they just have to know the answer. And after you know everything, you know, Socrates, he said, the only thing that I know, I'm I'm, I'm screwing up his his quote, but you know, the only thing I know is that I know nothing. Like, and he was one of the smartest motherfuckers ever walked the earth. So it's like, so if you think you're a genius, yeah, well, the the real genius didn't know shit. So what do you so like? What do you think? You know, what do you think you're doing? So yeah, not for sure. Yeah, I, I think yeah. Uh, I mean, piggybacking off the uh, some people can't enjoy it. It's the to me, it's the like simplicity of it, just being able to um, 
just take in the fact like even we were at the beach uh, to me like I was just there skipping rocks just thinking about you know we don't know what lies where you know human machines and where humans can't go under you know because of all that pressure you know of course there's something living there um and that to me that thought is just enough you know I don't have to see what it looks like I don't have to know uh just the simple thought of of or the ability to just skip stones you know any day of the week and and just think about what's what's really going on under there and not have to be pressed and you know stress myself out to know more so um yeah just piggybacking off the uh, appreciation aspect. But uh, one more time for our listeners, before we wrap up, um, the quote is, the known world is, I'm sorry, is, uh, the unknown world is much larger than the known world. The unknown world is much larger than the known world. Yes, sir. All right. So on that note, we'll wrap up segment two. So now segment three, um, I know you said you wanted to ask more questions about artists. Yeah. On TikTok. I know that's a... Uh, it's a new thing it's, recently. It's a, yeah. yeah it's, it's a new thing. And I think what's really amazing about the social media era that we live in is... It's it's amazing. And we were talking about this the other day, how it's a blessing and a curse. How literally anybody can become famous now, right? With the yeah. right video the right post with the right whatever i mean tiktok set up that way like on purpose you know anybody the people you it, it, it's to the point where anyone you know like people so low like if we posted the right tiktok we could get 15 million views you know it, it, it's so um niche and 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 uh um focused in that in that aspect like you know the the in that um what's the word i guess the social media uh, marketing aspect of it, the way people are so easily, you know, validated, whatever you want to call it by all these likes and whatnot, you know, you have, uh, you know, your regular degular ass person, they can get 15 mil off, whether it be a reaction video or, or just them doing a challenge and messing up. So, um, the TikTok space to me, I'm not on TikTok. I refuse to get on TikTok. Uh, <laughs> Why, on TikTok. I just, I, I'm not TikTok. Uh, uh, nah. Um, <laughs> I'm barely, I'm believe it or not, I'm barely on Instagram. Um, if you follow I me, think I, I just, know. I think I know why you're not on TikTok. I, I don't, I don't like TikTok. I don't like TikTok. Yeah. You know, I, I don't see is, any I, reason to keep, yeah, to keep, um, to just, it's like I had Vine and I would spend hours on Vine as a kid. And then I'm like, you know, TikTok, uh, I think, uh, before TikTok was anything was musically, right? So, yeah. Um, I had, I definitely had zero interest in that. And to me, one, uh, even when I'm on Instagram, I do see people, um, most of, for the most part, people are sending me TikToks through DMs and all the stuff on the funny meme pages that I'll see, you know, I'll scroll two or three times they're TikToks. So I, I personally see no reason to get on TikTok and, um, yeah, I don't know. So can't relate, but yeah. I think it makes you cringe. Does it make you cringe when you get on TikTok? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's part of it. Yeah, TikTok to me, like, so I don't have Twitter either. Anything? Oh, damn. Anything? Nah, no. No. Okay. <laughs> cool. Anyways, yeah, you're, you're in the you're in the dark ages, man. <laughs> anyways, that's anyways. Guess all the memes. Yo, like, I only need <laughs> Instagram. That's it. I only care about Instagram, you know, because I get my news elsewhere. Not your memes. All man. right. Hey, anyways, you know, the, the again, world, that gets hey, sent to me. But uh, what I wanted to say was, the world is going right now. Like, it's, it's probably best that you that you stay off of those things. To nah, be that's honest. what I'm saying. Twitter. That's what I'm saying. Like Twitter. Bro, exactly, exactly, Twitter, exactly. Twitter either. Exactly. Twitter either is like the greatest app or the worst app. Exactly. Like, like, and I know. Worst. 
I'm I, either I'm either crying laughter like mm-hmm. if something like stupid happens like I'm I'm laughing at the memes like I'm having a great time or like I'm ready to like you know crush my phone in my hands by the stuff that people talk about exactly so I like, have it's one yeah. of, it's one of the I other. have people like him coming and telling you know not telling me but you know he's like you can kind of tell he's fuming because of some dumb shit he saw on Twitter and then you know I have other people I play with you know they'll like if I'm on PlayStation or something they'll join the party and then you know they let out a big ass yell and then we get into a discussion about some something stupid someone saw on twitter or whatever and you know tiktok to me i mean some videos are pretty dumb i've seen and i don't know i just i don't know i just i I don't see any um value in the in it for my personal um usage but i do think it's interesting the fact that um we've been on a tangent there but um jason derulo um i only name him because i remember his song but the savage love song um Savage. Nope. Uh, well, uh, him and among other TikTok artists have the ability to uh, get paid, I believe, off their songs that go viral off TikTok. And I really want to know what your opinion was on that. You know, your thoughts, how you feel about it, where you think that's going. Um, yeah. Yeah. So um, UMG, uh, Universal Music Group, they they capitalized on the whole TikTok thing like almost I think it was almost two years ago. They've been made in DistroKid, one of the biggest music aggregators in the world, like TuneCore, MusicKid, CD Baby, uh, Reverb Nation, those type of music distributors. Like if you wanted to put a song on Apple Music, you would have to go through CD Baby or DistroKid or one of the distributors. They've already made partnerships with TikTok. So when, when artists put the music on, if, if they want to get their song on Spotify, these companies, they already partner with TikTok. So when you when you upload your song, you can click, okay, Spotify. I want to put my song on YouTube Music, and I want to put my song on TikTok. It's, a, it's like a, it's an option. It's a built-in option. So they're already coming together. And is that a cat? <laughs> they're already coming together, and it's huge. Like, like, like thousands of songs have been broken on TikTok. And it's really fucking huge. Like, and, and the thing is with these influencers, they're so cheap. And it's so underpriced. It's so cheap to run a a campaign like for a for a label. Like I know like the people that it was one song. One and one of the things that I don't like about it, it, it kind of commoditizes the music. So it's like, or maybe they put it, or maybe it's constructed that way. So you can say, who who the hell made this song anyway? Like, and so then you can organically go look and see who made it. But it was one, it was one of those. <sighs> You're not gonna know it because you're not on TikTok, but I think um mm-hmm. Bensky knows it. It was a song that went like "Do my dance" and these thousand dollar pants, yeah, yeah. something like that. Then like hold on, top of the other, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I follow an A and R on on Twitter, and she was a part of that campaign. And I've seen them kind of like craft the whole thing, like from the beginning to the end. And when I seen her post that, I was like, oh shit! I didn't even know she was even a part of that. So it's really cool to see how music and how the record labels have incorporated this uh, platform and like no other platform has been able to do this like instagram used to be the biggest a and r for a long time but they're kind of losing to they're significantly losing to tiktok it's only going to get it's going to get bigger and bigger and adding nfts to the space like i don't know how i don't know how they're going to do that it's only going to work with the with the big with the big dogs like if you're like a, a upcoming artist like if you're like a like a fujiano if you're like um or if you're uh, let me see, I know Pooh Slicey's getting big, but 
but they're uh, they're they're probably not gonna make a whole lot and make a whole like a big noise around like selling tens of um, digital assets on the internet. But artists like Baby or Drake, I look at NFTs kind of like it's kind of like a proper OnlyFans. Like they used to that, that that was a really big trend during that like the the downslope of the pandemic because obviously all the artists are not getting paid, not getting booked, not getting money, and so you've seen a lot of artists like Cardi B, Tyga, fucking like I think even Soldier Boy made it only like uh, all rappers really? just making only Yeah, 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 definitely. yeah. They were they were making they're they're finding different ways to to get income, but the thing is, with OnlyFans is kind of they're in a dark they're in like a dark pornography like a light, so it's kind of like weird to have an OnlyFans. But I know that's not that's not the intended purpose of the platform, mm-hmm. and they switch. Like I know TikTok right now is a bunch of idiots like doing dumbass dances, but you have to remember Instagram in 2011. It was like four, it was like 50 year olds you know taking pictures of the Mount Everest. With a, with a filter on it like that's what it was just mm-hmm. 10 years ago so who knows there, there might there might be philosophers on tiktok like hosting like hour-long events like in some in like some weird like virtual reality stuff we don't really want to fucking know what's gonna happen in 10 years so yeah tiktok is going crazy and who knows maybe and i know and, and tiktok was early on nfts if i if you think about it because they had a they had a feature. I don't know if you guys seen it, but they had they have coins and stuff. I wouldn't know. I never really I never looked into it. They they have like TikTok coins. And what you do is, you know, if you follow like a big influencer, if you follow like a big like artist or whatever, you can like you could you could like buy their coins. And I, I don't I, I really don't I really didn't look into it yet, but I always seen it. I was like, what the fuck is this coin thing? And so they were kind of on the digital asset wave like ahead of time. So, yeah, things are the digitization of the music industry. It's um, it's only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger, and yeah, it's going to keep getting bigger. Nah, for sure. I think I think it's really um. Again, oh wait, wait, just just to, just to end that yeah. when 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 um when you said that people were getting like you guys can make the right video and it'll get like a gajillion views is because in two in late in early two thousand twenty. 80, um, get ready for the statistic. 80% of people on TikTok were consumers. Consumers, yeah, I saw that, yeah. 80% of that, yeah. So the, the amount of people making content was microscopic to the amount of people that are watching shit. It's just a big-ass audience. And it's like, it like four people making videos. Yeah, I feel like like not everyone... Um... Not one, not everyone can dance. Uh, not everyone can come up with a really uh, unique... Um... I guess like spiel or spin, you know, you see uh um Randy's comedy, the background thing he does, you see other people. I don't know if that's on TikTok yeah. when they bring it here. But yeah, I, not everyone's built like that, you know. So that I think that's what makes TikTok uh, I think Vine was really similar. I, I remember just watching a lot of Vines and you know, you see the same couple content creators and the ones that weren't, you know, all pizzazzy just skipped right over. So again, never even clicked on the TikTok app, but I'm <laughs> assuming it's the same thing. Um, which is why I think it's a lot easier for, um, like you said, some people, and you just said, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a much bigger audience compared to, um, yeah. everyone. And what's funny when Vine went out of business, they, they got, they got totally trampled because Instagram was acquired by Facebook and they started making videos. So, and you looked at Instagram, they just incorporated reels. 
So who knows? Maybe, and you said that half of the things you see on Instagram are just basically, they basically just fucking copy the whole entire concept. And that's, and they, Instagram also took out Snapchat from the game. They, they took stories. That's what Instagram does. They fucking, they even add, they're adding rooms now. I just, they're at the update last like week. The clubhouse that up, like yeah, the, they're the taking vibe because Twitter already yeah. has that. Twitter already has no, that. Mark Zuckerberg ain't playing with y'all, yo. Nah, for real. But like, yeah, <laughs> like I, I saw a video about Gary Vee and he was talking about like um, pretty much like the acquisition and like the copy and blah, 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 right? Like Instagram taking the stories from Snapchat. Like Snapchat was on top. It, it, he was talking about like what, Snapchat? Snapchat um, used to be on top. Then Instagram cut that shit out real quick. Yeah, when they took the stories. Yeah. It now has stories. Dead. And how now has stories and how like how Clubhouse is popping. Actually, Twitter's been having that same, had that same feature for a minute, but not a lot of people know about it. I, I literally just found out about it i think yeah gary v who probably tweeted about it who's like yo you know twitter has like the same thing but like no one uses it right i didn't know about that but he was kind of saying the same feature wait till instagram facebook and a bunch of these other apps start getting these room spaces it's going to be the same thing will clubhouse you know exist and continue to you know um continue to exist if other apps do specializing that, in they it gotta figure out a new angle and something to make them make themselves yeah. different um but it's kind of just to, to continue kind of from that TikTok space. One, um, I like how you said like TikTok kind of evolved the same way that Instagram evolved, right? The same, re- the one of the reasons I didn't want to get in TikTok originally was somewhat similar. I'm like, yo, like I don't want to sit here and watch these 13 year old kids dance. But then kind of <laughs> as TikTok, yeah. yeah, but then kind of as TikTok evolved and how people have gotten creative of how they use TikTok, you know, making making instructional videos, making content, mm-hmm. making, you know, make, making music. Um, using it for advertising for their business. You know what I'm saying? If that's the platform where the eyes are and even in, in comparison to Reels, right? Okay. You know, Instagram is pushing Reels like crazy. All that is like crazy. forms of content. Forms of content. My, you know, crazy. My Reels. And put the button, Instagram, the, the create a post button used to be in the bottom center, right? Now they put that in the top right corner and they put the Reels yeah. icon in the bottom center. All that's ways just to push Reels. So the way that's I look at it now, so much muscle memory trying to figure out how not to click on exactly, the middle. Yeah. Exactly, that's how they screw you. But what what I yeah. started, uh, or the way I look at it about it, look at it now is just taking advantage of this. Like if that's the game they want to play, take advantage of it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. right now, is, is TikTok still a lot of dancing videos? Of course, um, but it's kind of like the way you use it. Right now, we're using reels to promote our, you know, to promote our podcast. We're gonna start using reels. Sure. Mind using reels to promote things like that. Can you dance and do challenges and do that to promote? Sure. But it's the ways that you use it. And it goes back to the way of how social media has changed. We all think about uh, Facebook start off as just, you know, college students in their dorms trying to do that. Now it's one of the biggest advertising agencies in the world. You know what I'm saying? So like things, things change. Um, so yeah, it's interesting to see where TikTok ends up. I think they, I think if they keep making these moves, nfts and start getting to these you know different moves who knows it, it could it could easily take over it could easily take over as um the next i don't want to say the next big thing as or one of the biggest or the biggest social media platform uh easily it, it could do that and last point in regards to music i think tiktok instagram i think social media in general um i think when it comes to promoting music is really special because you kind of think about how big artists like lil nas x he blew up. Old Town Road blew up because of a meme. He said that he just started pumping out memes with Old Town Road in the back or videos or whatever. Old Town Road in the back That's for months, funny. and then it blew up. And Elon yeah. Musk tweeted something one time saying, "Whoever controls the memes controls the world," and that's yeah. actually a fact. If you think about social media, the thing, the reason memes blow up. You think of 
every single stupid meme that's ever Bro, happened recently. About right now, GameStop and AMC, GameStop and AMC, they got all those memes that, that happen right now. You see the, the Queen, the Vision memes, with, you know, <laughs> oh, in the turtleneck, Vision, those memes yeah. go crazy. You think of the Bernie Sanders memes, like those things go across the world. If you can mm-hmm. make a nice meme, a nice TikTok, a nice reel, a nice piece of content on these social media platforms, especially if you're a music artist, if you can, like you said back in the beginning, if you could blow up by yourself as an independent artist, if you could leverage social media as an independent artist, you don't need these record labels or need a record label or anything. You can just run it yourself. And this is a special time where it's not the 90s or the 80s anymore where you can't get popping you know, by yourself. Yeah. It's 2021, you can easily become famous by yourself. <laughs> You know, where it's again going back to saying that's a that's a that's a blessing and a curse depending on what you're making, yeah. your perspective, um, that you could you could easily blow up. So that's my little spiel. I just had to get that all out. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's those are those are my final points. <laughs> but on that note, I think I think that covers that covers what I want to talk about. Any any final points from your end either? Mr. Maxwell, any final points on your end you want? Yeah, you pretty much you pretty much hit it at the nail. Still conversation. Nah, for sure, for sure. We might have to do a part two. We'll see. (laughs) see. Maybe part two will be on live or something. But um, on that note, before we leave, how can people find you? How can people find out about your your companies, what you do, your social medias? Let people people know your socials. I'm uh, it's uh, at Kendricks. I really don't care if anyone follows me. I mean, I mean, me a person, I really don't care. But it's K H. E-N-D-R-I-I-X. It's K-H-E-N-D-R-I-I-X. Kendrick's on literally every platform. And no, he didn't get it from Future. No, he didn't. Yeah, I didn't. It's crazy because I used to have long dress. I used to have my my hair was like down my back. I saw those pictures. pictures. I saw those pictures. (laughs) Crying, bro. That was crazy. how, how How long ago did you cut it? And like, how long were you growing them? It up? was um, I cut them in two thousand in the beginning of two thousand eighteen, and yeah. it's crazy because I I changed my hair and I changed the way I spelled my name. Like I changed like I was going through uh, I guess a metamorphosis if you want to call it that. And um, yeah, my hair was down my back, and people and when I was in high school, so all they used to call me was oh he, they used to all call me was K Hendrix or Hendrix, and I guess. And people always ask me, where'd you get the name Kendrick from? And I guess, I actually guess that's where I got it from, because they always call me Hendrix in high school. So I think that's where I got Kendrick from. Because I don't know where, I don't, I have that's no idea where Kendrick came from. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's crazy, because they used to call me Hendrix all the time. That's fucking crazy. Wow, wow. I can't believe this. I just, just came to that realization. That's that be so stupid. Your therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you, guys. Yeah. For sure. So, the song. So oh, of course, that. y'all. Uh, so as usual, um, always ask our try to ask our guests. We've been pretty good lately. Uh, if you can add, give us one song that you've uh, uh, either think represents your brand, your journey, or just one song you've really been listening to a lot lately. Um, yeah, for our playlist, we're trying to curate. You know, it's funny because the song I have in my head because I'm a musician. Like that was the first thing I ever was. And I listened to a lot of um classical music. So in respect to your playlist viewers, I'm not gonna put them asleep. So I, I won't <laughs> so I won't give the title of that song because that, that might just um that might lose that might delete some subscribers for you. Mm-hmm. But a song that represents my life, it would have to be a song that I've been listening to a lot. 
Does it have to be a lot, or can it be more of a song that describes like where I'm at? A song that describes where you're at. Any any song that you really connecting with right now? I kind of want to give you the names to the classical song. Just like troll your, are we, troll are your we playlist. Like Beethoven classic or like how how classical are we talking? Uh, like romance, ro- ro- the romance era. So you better get 15th, 15th century. Hey, I mean. All right, so Beethoven, 15th century <laughs> Beethoven. It's not, but it's not Beethoven, though. I feel like I'm getting quizzed. What's the song? It's us. I'm making sure I'm getting my uh my centuries right. I want to make sure because I don't want to disrespect the oh 18th uh the 17th century. I'm sorry. Um, so the song that describes me is some. Um, it's a song by. And this guy's way better than Beethoven. If you ask me, Franz Liszt, he was the best composer to ever lived. His name is Franz. F A R F A R Z F A R L I S Z T. Yeah, Liszt. Yeah, Hungarian composer. He was the best ever. And the song that represents me has to be. It's a long name, so just prepare. Chasse Nate, transcendentally tuned number twelve. You're gonna have to type that, <laughs> type that in the chat. Oh, yeah, we have a get that added. Give us a whole sentence. <laughs> and, um, shit. as I'm typing this, the reason why I'm picking this song is because you have you just have to listen to it. I won't, I won't even try to describe it. It's one. It's probably the best song that's ever been made. I want to hear it, but I can't even spell it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, it's so hard to type on the phone keyboard. Come on, you motherfucker! Here we go. There we go. Huge name. The pop up. Got it. Chase. Chasing Edge. Transcendentally to number 12. Got it. That's um, part of a a 12 song movement. So there's 12 songs to this whole time movement, but Chasing Edge is the last one. And it's it's a remarkable song. It has. Like beauty, the element that um, <clears throat> the, the elegance of it of the romance era, it has deep and a dark side with a little bit of um the chromaticism within the songs, the the movements, the cadenzas within it, the 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 way that it's phrased, it's just it's high and low and it's combating and it has so much noise going on in the background, but. The song is trying to stay on pace, so I would. The reason why I picked that song is because I'm a I'm a sociopath, and there, I have so much noise that's going on. The song is like a terrible song on the outside, on like on the on the lower octaves, but there's like a, a beautiful like symphony going on in the mid section. This is crazy. You have to listen to it. 
it's not too long. It's about five minutes, but that basically sums up my life because there's so much craziness going on in my life. But in the middle, in my head, I'm trying to stay sane and not kill anyone. Nah, bro. I'm just kidding. I was, he, he had me, had me, you know, wondering uh, at first, but you turned, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> God, there we go. Nah, yeah, sure. you guys should listen to it at the end of this. Like, really listen to it. I'll give it a listen. Got it. Yeah. Well, that's and you can't, and you, you can't listen to it and, and like be scrolling on Instagram or like walking around. Like, you have to like sit down, pay attention. Sit down. Yeah, listen to it. For sure. Okay. For sure. So, but if if you want to listen to it, listen to. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna put it in the chat because not a lot of people can play the song correctly. There's only one guy that plays it. Two two people that play it right. So I'm, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put his name. You can either listen to uh, Daniel's uh, Berezovsky play it, or you can hear That's my cousin. <laughs> yeah, he's my cousin too. That's crazy. <laughs> you can listen to Berezovsky play it or Daniel. In my, in my opinion, Berezovsky, he plays it really, really good. But Daniel, he brings out like the he brings out the pathology within the song. Berezovsky, he plays it like hard, like for for an audience. Like Berezovsky plays for the audience. Actually, that's reversed. Daniel, he plays for the fucking audience. Like he, like you're gonna, if you're into music like that, like you're gonna like fucking cry. But Berezovsky, he he kind of plays it because it's it's the twelve. Like no, you can't just play that song. Like these people played twelve songs, bro. Like twelve pieces. They're like, they're like five or six minutes. So the whole thing's like an hour. <laughs> so dropped a whole LP, twelve song track. Yeah. So at the, so at the end, like, and if you watch the video on YouTube, at the end, like the compote, like the the pianist, like they're fucking like just like sweat. Like look, they look like they just played like seven back to back games of basketball. It's a it's crazy, and like you just in the last song, and you just put you like it's the last one, and you just put out you just you leave it all in the field. It's fucking it's amazing. You have to listen to it. Nah, for sure. So definitely, I definitely uh, appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah right, drop that down for sure. So am I good? At, am I good at selling? Yeah, I was really just practicing. To be honest, I was really practicing. Nah, for sure, definitely. Um, you got it. it. It's different, so I'll, I'll add it to my repertoire. Um, but again, thank you, thank you for that song. We added to the playlist. That's something different. Um, you already yeah. gave us. <laughs> You already gave us the social, so that means we could we could wrap this up. So uh, for everyone who's still watching, if you are not subscribed, make sure you are subscribed to our YouTube channel. We have new episodes coming out, whether they're current event episodes talking about the recurrent events. We have episodes on NFTs. We'll be do, we have episodes on real estate. We have episodes to entrepreneurship, proper mindset. So make sure you are subscribed. We are on social media on Instagram. Everybody eats pod on Instagram again. That's where all our clips, posts, reels, TikToks, all that stuff is on there. So make sure that you're plugged oh, in and you're followed on Twitter EBE Pod. And we're anywhere you listen to podcasts, we are on there. So we're, we're if you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you want to listen, stream, bump your podcast, we are there. So make sure that you're tuned in and plugged. So on that note, thank you, Kendricks, for joining us today. 
Thank you. Listeners, you guys stay safe, stay healthy, and make sure that you like and share. Don't be selfish. Everybody eats. See you guys next week.